My friends, happy feast of the Divine Mercy Sunday. We have this beautiful image of Jesus and his Divine Mercy flowing from his side and from his heart. I hope you're doing as well as can be, trusting and not losing the Easter joy that Jesus has offered us. We are the Easter people, and Alleluia is our song. As St. Augustine, St. John Paul II often reminded us about this great news that we are the Easter people and that Alleluia, praising God, is our song in all situations, in trials, in persecutions, in hardships, in joys, in happiness, in successes, in faithfulness. Think about what happens Eight days, actually there are two appearances of Jesus in today's gospel. The one that is on Easter Sunday, the first part. And both instances, the first instance more so, the disciples are so frightened, frightened about the Jews' authorities, for one, because they might come get them and crucify them too or torture them like they did to their master and teacher. They're also afraid, guilty, because of what they did to Jesus. They fled away from him. Now they hear that he's risen from the dead and he's coming to meet them. They're afraid. They're probably wondering, if Jesus knocks, who will go to the door first? Who's going to open the door, right? Hey, Peter, you go. You're always the first one, right? Or, you know, John, you go first. Or James or Bartholomew, one of you guys go first. I'm not going, right? Each one of them probably wondering who's going to open the door for Jesus. But Jesus, the risen Lord, penetrates through the walls. And what does he say now? Huh, gotcha. You're all in the room now. I'm going to... You know, ask you why you did this to me. No, Jesus doesn't say that. He knows. He knows they're so terrified, so guilty, so full of shame. He wants them to feel good about themselves. And what does he say? He says it three times. Peace be with you. Three times. Peace be with you. Three times. Peace be with you. It is the peace of the risen Lord that he offers them. He doesn't ask them any question. Just says, peace be with you. That's the first part in today's gospel we see. Secondly, then Jesus goes on, like the Father God, the Creator God, breathed on into the clay, into the nostrils of, while he was creating man, Adam, Jesus the Son of God breathes on his apostles and recreates the new community of followers and sends them out. He breathes over them and sends them out. Now I know, breathing, coming close, you're wondering, uh-uh, not now, Jesus. Well, yes, every time, Jesus, in every situation, Jesus can breathe over us and take away our pain, our illness, and anything that we encounter. If we truly believe in Jesus, 
if we truly believe that he is God, if we truly believe that he has the power, that he is the creator and recreator of the earth while he chooses the 12 and now 11, maybe 10 because Thomas isn't with them, he sends them. That's what a disciple means. Apostle means one who is sent. And that is why after at every mass you are sent forth as an apostle of Christ to bear witness to his love to breathe on the earth the witness of his love and mercy and to share that care and that love and that peace that Jesus offers us. And finally, the third part in the gospel you see here is, second part is he's commissioning them to go out. Yes, the third part is he's giving them the authority to forgive sins. The authority to forgive sins, the divine mercy, yes. Whosoever sins you forgive, are forgiven them. Whosoever sins you retain, are retained. This is not just baptism. This is beyond baptism. This is forgiveness of sins through the sacrament of reconciliation. Jesus gives the authority to his apostles and in turn gives the authority to his ministers, the ordained priests and bishops and cardinals and pope. And his mercy flows through us and through us, through you and through you, through your children into the world. That's the divine mercy God shares with us. So if you're not able to receive the Eucharist and during this time of being locked down, you can certainly receive the sacrament of reconciliation. You can receive the sacrament of God's divine mercy that he offers to you every day, every time. And we have this opportunity continued even during this lockdown. You can come, drive through, make your confession in a safe distance situation, and then you know, celebrate God's mercy. In the confessional, we truly celebrate the mercy of God. So then, friends, let's look at the early Christian community. What are they doing now? Right? It's beautiful. I always love Easter readings. They all the readings from the life of the church, Acts of the Apostles. So there are four things that you hear in the first reading today. First is four elements to highlight they devoted themselves to the teachings of the apostles. They devoted themselves to fellowship. They devoted themselves to the breaking of the bread. And they devoted themselves to prayer. Four important things, right? The apostolic teachings, the teachings of the church, the fellowship, you know, caring for each other, sharing what they have, with the less fortunate ones. Breaking of the bread, which right from the early time, and you'll see it in the next Sunday's Gospel, the walk to Emmaus, I think. And if not, you heard it last Wednesday, where Jesus walks and they recognize him in the breaking of the bread. Even the other apparition, appearances of Jesus, he breaks the bread, he shares it with them, they recognize him. 
in the breaking of the bread is always in the early Christian community a reference to the Eucharistic bread, a reference to the Eucharistic meal that you I know are not able to receive now and I know how much you hunger for that. May this hunger lead us to greater fondness and greater devotion to the Eucharist that perhaps, thinking about myself, perhaps I've taken it for granted to celebrate with you. And this is an opportunity for me to renew my faith in the Eucharistic Lord. And finally, to the prayers. They gather together, they pray as a family, as an early Christian community. Friends, it's not just listening to the teachings of the Apostle. It's not just fellowship only. Oh, I don't want to follow the teachings of the church. I just do, you know, fellowship. I feed the poor. Well, we can't choose these things. They all come together as one, you know. If you're following the teachings of the Apostles, you have also got to be in fellowship with the community feeding and reaching out to the needs of the poor like we do here even amidst the lockdown. St. Vincent Paul, Welcome Cafe, we feed the poor because it flows from the teachings of Christ. And then the Eucharistic meal, we participated in it from a distance and do spiritual communion. We participate in the sacrament of healing, the reconciliation, and we are connected with the church finally also through prayer and devotion and devotional practices that the church has given us. Perhaps you can spend time this day by praying if you have not even, you know, not ever prayed the chaplets of the Divine Mercy. Maybe this might be a day today. You know, go online. It's listed so clearly. It's so easy to pray the chaplets of the Divine Mercy. You can engage in another devotional practices. Jesus gave that in, when he appeared to St. Faustin Kowalska. What a gift to the church. What a gift to us while we are together as family. So let's, let's take upon ourselves these things. While we can breathe goodness and mercy of God's love, let us take upon ourselves these four elements that we can do as a family, just within our homes. Perhaps maybe start reading the Acts of the Apostles. You know, that would be a great thing. Open your Bible read the Acts of the Apostles because every Sunday you're going to have the first reading. Guess from where? The Acts of the Apostles. Let's put our hands on the Acts of the Apostles. Where do I find it? Well, the first gospel is Matthew, then Mark, Luke, John, and then you get to the Acts of the Apostles in, in, in the New Testament. It's an extension of Luke's gospel. Secondly, from there, you know, look at the teachings of the church perhaps. What are the teachings of the church that I've not really paid serious attention to? And I discount those teachings and those doctrines, right? Then acts of mercy, spiritual, corporal, staying in harm with our loved ones, how can I live that act of mercy, corporal and spiritual? And reaching out to the poor through your generosity of Giving, I know still people bring in and drop in their food cans for the poor and the needy and, you know, clothes or other toiletries for, 
for our brothers and sisters who are in great need. Third would be, you know, spiritual communion. Every day there is mass happening someplace. We can live stream or watch it on TV, participate in the sacrament of healing, reconciliation. And finally, praying as a church, as a community, as a family. Pope Francis says, to pray and to pray better, we've got to do three important things. We've got to be careful, he says first, about not falling into a habit without an awareness that the Lord is present when we pray. That the Lord is present when we pray. Secondly, taking our prayer life seriously. We perhaps sometimes think that the Lord God is not answering my prayer. I've been praying so hard. Well, take it more seriously. Take it to a, to a higher level. Take prayer life more seriously. And whatever it means to your situation. And finally, Pope Francis says, God wants in prayer, what God wants in prayer is courage. Courage. In these days, it is necessary to pray so that we have the courage, the fortitude, so he says, pray more. Pray with perseverance, pray with, pray with courage, pray with faith that the Lord can intervene in this situation as well. And he will. And he will. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit.